0: You're listening to Who Wears the Pants. This is Mike. I'm Chris. Chris, what do we talk about on this bullshit show? We talk about relationships. Like love. Sex. Butt stuff. Rock and roll. Anal. All of it. Beads.
1: Yeah. Wieners. Yeah. Love. (laughs) Death.
0: Family. Kids. Friends. We talk about all of it, all relationships, whether it is a paternal relationship or an intimate relationship or a friendship. First of all, I won't smack my fat lips or chew in the microphone, rubber no, but
1: yeah, but 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 stuff, but stuff, stuff and butt. that's all in the intro. So, I mean, I guess we can just take it away because the sound looks good. Everything looks good and i think it's important that people hear what happens you think it's important that we actually keep the goddamn soundtrack in the episode sometimes yeah so i am all about this like organic thing and it's so funny because there a lot of people like listen to a show or something like that and they're like you have your shit together no no we've never had our shit together we probably never will like we try but it's still Wait, if fucking... people commented that we have our shit together? Generally if you tell somebody you do a podcast, they're like, Oh, you're so organized. No. We just know that on Tuesday nights around ten thirty we get together and talk for an hour. Right. To train wreck. In front of microphones. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's really all we know.
0: Yeah, that that actually is all all we know. And in, in fact I, I think that I mean, I was at I was at a friend's house the other night and uh I'd mentioned a podcast, you know, mentioned this podcast, in fact. And one of my other friends is like, you do a podcast? What's it about? And I was like, well, you know, Chris Parsons and I, we do, you know, relationship advice. And we kind of banter back and forth about subjects that, you know, involving relationships, both familial, you know, both platonic and familial and intimate. And our friend Jason's like, oh, man, it's fucked up. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. It's fucked up. But... You know, we uh, we talk about a and you know, we talk about a, a variety of things on the show, but we talk about our relationships. And last week we talked about, you know, relationships with people who have passed away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chris came in tonight and he was talking about working bell to bell, mm-hmm. I guess, basically open to close mm-hmm. all day this week. He was talking was lamenting. And, you know, if this is too much, then let me know. But lamenting that his boss was upset that he didn't come into work on his day off because, well, it was his day off and he was getting dental work done for the majority of the day mm-hmm. and that he didn't come in after the dental work was finished because, well, it was his day off, but also that his face was numb and he would have been useless at the job and and it was his day off. And his boss was like, well, you've got to give 100, you know, the people when I promote them, they give 120%. And first of all, I hate that because you give 100%, that's the cap. That's the lid. The ceiling is one hundred. Mm-hmm. You gave everything that you could give. That's one hundred. That's it. Yeah. You can have one hundred and twenty percent improvement over something, but you cannot give more than one hundred percent. That dude's an idiot.
1: I I get the, the mindset expre- behind the expre- it. you got to oh you're to you to you be here bell to
0: bell. You gotta, I I get what he's saying. I understand that, but any halfway decent manager recognizes that you cannot squeeze blood from a stone. People need to decompress. They need their time off. They need their time away. That is true of every relationship, including your marital relationship and your relationship with your children. You need time to decompress. You need time to do the things that you want to focus on. Otherwise, you become stressed and resentful
1: i think that's a very fair point Well, like with with work um i mean i my average work week is 65 hours 70 hours it's a long work week uh the last week of the month it's about 80 85 it's it's a lot and i don't mind doing it that's not that's not the issue but, like, so the last two weeks I was basically expected to do it, and, like, I scheduled dental work well in advance so that I could do it on a day off, one.
0: You mean you scheduled your dental work on your day off mm-hmm. before you got your promotion? hmm Before you were expected to work on your day off, even though no one told you that?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, and I had okayed it with my direct supervisor because I'm like, hey— you know, I have to go do this. If you want me to come in afterward, I will. And he's like, "No, we'll we'll get it. It'll be all right." And then, yeah, I think it kind of threw me under the bus a little bit. Um, but I'm just like, you know what, dude? Whatever. Like, if you're mad, I get it. Fine, be mad. I'm not sorry. And that was right? that was one of those things. Like, I had a conversation with Tara, and she's like, "That's bullshit." And I was like, "It is." I'm like, I understand where he's coming from. Like, he wants to feel like you're giving effort, and. That's that's completely understandable, right? Uh, so if you're like, "Hey, man, I just want to make sure you're putting effort and that you're not half-ass in this," right? Cool, you could say that, and I, it, it would be well received because that's important. Like in your profession, how you make your living, how you support your family, you should be putting effort forth. But as far as like a scheduled day off that I had to do dental work on and stuff, I'm like, because mm, like I had a I had a filling that. Basically, I guess part of the filling had fallen out, and I had a cavity right right next to that. And it was basically, it was to the point to where it was about to start touching a nerve. It it could get out of hand.
0: Aside from the comical letter people size of your teeth, they are very straight, very clean, very white. Yeah, I try. So I was... (laughs) Look, you're giving me. But... So, I mean, when you said you were having dental work done, I was surprised, but the fact that it's a filling makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, no, so I had a a filling when I was, like, fucking 9 or 10 years old, and that filling, I guess part of it had chipped out or whatever, and there was a cavity. So this thing's, like, 20 years old. Yeah, it's, like, 20, and I, you know, I go to the dentist. This is the first time I've been to the dentist for myself in two years. Like, the time before that, it had been 10. I don't go to the dentist often. I just try to keep up with my shit. And, uh, yeah, he was like, he's like, well, he's like, I'm pissed off that I haven't, I've known this guy for 20, 25 years at this point, my dentist. He's like, well, I'm pissed off that uh, it's been two years. He's like, but considering this is the one issue that you're having, he's like, no big deal. He's like, and we'll do this. He's like, and then in, you know, a few more years, he's like, well, just put a crown on it. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, well, basically cut away everything around there and just stick a cap on top of it. And I'm like, no. That sounds stupid. <laughs> you just fucking drilled my face. <laughs> and then one of one of my one of my supervisors is fucking calling and texting me. Literally while I'm getting jabbed in the face with a needle. And uh, he's like, Hey, I need you to call this guy, and I'm like, uh so I text him, I'm like, I can't. I'm like, some nice blonde lady is holding my face open while a dentist jams a needle in my mouth. And he's like, oh, okay, that's right, I forgot about that. And I'm like, it's cool, dude. So then a few minutes later, I guess it was about an hour later, he's like, hey, did you get a chance to call him? And I'm like, motherfucker, come on. I'm like, they, they're they they're still drilling. Like they're in there. Wee! And you can smell your tooth being no, fucking that's you chopped call away. Them with a... I know, I, so I, I took a picture with the fucking bib and everything on while my face was right. getting numb. And it was funny because after... After I was already numbed and finished, first of all, they did one x-ray with this archaic machine where I had to bite down Mm -hmm. on a piece of film, and they shot me from the side, and I'm like, okay, I guess we're done with x-rays, and then she's like, oh, he wants to do this super x-ray machine, and I'm like, all right, you're fucking giving me cancer. I get it. (laughs) So, they do the super x-ray machine. She's hiding behind fucking lead walls Mm -hmm. the whole time, you know, and then after they do the filling, because they basically drilled out the old filling and put a new one in after they did that she's like he wants to x-ray one more time with the archaic machine and i'm like dude what the fuck man like seriously (laughs) and she's like yeah you definitely you're gonna have cancer by the end of the day (laughs) and i'm like thanks lady but the whole it's so awkward going to the dentist because the whole time i'm there there's this really nice little girl that's like i i say little girl she's like my age um she's trying to have a conversation with me and be like you know nice or whatever and she's like, So, what do you do for work? And I'm like, I I sell a car. You know, <laughs> they've got this fucking ringlet around my tooth and this metal thing sticking out of my mouth. There's no way that I could have any kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Oh, here, let me move my hands. And I'm like, I sell a car. <laughs> you know, looking like there's something wrong with me. And she's like, Oh, I'm in the market for a new car. What do you think about this? And I'm like, Dude, come on. <laughs> like, finish this and I'll talk to you about whatever you want. Yeah. But, uh, have my car. Yeah. I'm just like, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Finish what we're doing here. Right. So they do. Everything's cool. I've known the front desk lady for as long as I've known the dentist there. So I bullshit with her a little bit. She's like, how's your dad? Blah, blah, blah. So everything was copacetic. But yeah, the, the dentist is a fucking weird place. And I was not at all sorry for not going in that day.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, conversely, last Tuesday we didn't record. Because I didn't go to work and I, uh, over the weekend I'd had some problems with my back. I woke up Sunday morning and my back had completely gone out. Now, years ago, I fucked my back up when I was working for the fantasy shop, which I won't bore the audience with a story. But once you have a back injury, you're far more likely to you know for that injury to reoccur right
1: especially depending on the nature of it
0: right so i have a herniated disc in my back and it hurts like fuck i mean it really really does hurt to the point where you know sunday morning um and monday and tuesday in order to get out of bed i had to roll over onto my stomach slide out of the bed onto my knees and then it hurts so fucking bad. I would yelp like a dog and collapse onto the floor and I would have to lie there for a while and build up the courage to suffer the pain to actually crawl to the bathroom to get to the point where I could stand. I mean, it's brutal. So bad that Tuesday morning I woke up and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to urgent care. This is not getting better. This is fucking horrible. i drive to the urgent care. And everybody at the urgent care here in Maryland Heights, uh, the, the SSM urgent care was absolutely awesome. The uh, nurse practitioner who ultimately saw me was amazing because she'd been working with back injuries for years. She knew exactly where the, the issue was. Yeah. She put me through all the motions. She was great. And she was super, super adorable. Right. So it was it was a really, really cool experience because she was wicked knowledgeable. I mean, really, really great at her job and super easy on the eyes. I called my boss um, from the parking lot of the urgent care before I go to pick up my prescriptions and everything. And what's fucked is they couldn't give me a muscle relaxer because it would it would react with my uh, antidepressant. So I was like, okay, that's cool. They gave me some steroids, which made a huge world of difference. Anyway, I called my boss. You look jacked, by the way. What's that? You look jacked. Thanks, by the man. Way. <laughs> I thought the, I thought I was yoked. You gotta start fucking raging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any which way. I call my boss, and I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry to do this to you, but there's no way I'm coming to work today. I'm like, I've got a note for the doctor that says I can miss today and tomorrow. I'm going to do my damnedest to be at work tomorrow, but I just can't come today. And he's like, are you, he's like, are you kidding? He's like, you've been here working here for a year and a half, and you've never called in sick? He's like, yeah, dude, it's cool. We've got this. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. That's how you handle that shit. I agree. I agree. It, it, the car business is weird. Like... It's uh, I've said on the show before. It's at least twenty years behind, like even the the computer systems that we use are old DOS based systems. They're no, it's fucking archaic, dude. Y, n, enter. You can't use a mouse. It's fucking horrendous, and they they won't get rid of it. And I'm I, like, cause I'll, I'm training on this DOS system right now. Okay, <laughs> so I'll go to click my mouse. And I'm like, fuck. And they're like, stop grabbing your mouse. And I'm like, You shut up. The mouse is for using. And they're like, You use the mouse on the other screen. And I'm like, man, fuck that screen. I want to use it on this one.
0: Yeah, why don't why do we have why do we have nineteen eighties technology? It's the twenty first century. In fact, we I mean, you know, we're well into it. We're like twenty percent
1: into the twenty first century. What the fuck? Oh, it's bad. It's bad. And here it's it works, and it's that whole if it's not broken, don't fix it concept, and that's okay, whatever, I do it, it works, but what's bizarre is they have this archaic system push data to a more intuitive, more modern system. Hmm. And I'm like, why wouldn't they just integrate this shit into that one and we could do it all out of one? Like, that makes sense. Yeah, We should do that. Yeah, that's neither here nor yeah, there. Don't,
0: don't, don't tell your boss they're wrong, especially when they are.
1: Yeah, right? Just don't. so, I, I I'm just like, whatever. So we just, we, I, you know, go with it, whatever. I'm like, there's a hundred different fucking things that we could do that would just be far more practical than this. But it's a way that they can track everything. Everything mm-hmm. is time stamped, blah, blah, blah. So that's why they do it. And I'm like, it, it would be the same if we use some kind of fucking spreadsheet.
0: Yep. But. Yeah, why don't we just put it on Excel. We could just make an Excel spree. We could fucking do a Google Doc.
1: The the only issue that you would run into with that is how you can edit the data in it. And yeah. how much of it you can change. And if somebody fucked up the formula in it, it would really, really, really throw a wrench you can, in things. You can
0: lock cells on like spreadsheets.
1: No, I understand. But somebody would fuck it up. I promise you. <laughs> I Very promise much.
0: you. So how how does how does working all of these hours, particularly now yeah. since your promotion, how does that affect things with, with Tara and with the kids?
1: So I don't. I hardly get to see them and it's tough. And you like, I, you get home and you were talking about that time to decompress and you don't really have much of that because you want to get home. You want to be around your family, but like I'll fucking dick around on a game on my phone. And then Tara's yelling at me for that. She's like, we don't see you all day. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'll try to not do that. I'm just fucking mush right now. Like I'm tired. I'm mentally, I'm just spent physically I'm fine because my job's not physically demanding, but mentally I'm just like, motherfucker, dude, Mm -hmm. you know? So it, it, it's hard in the sense that you don't get to see them. You don't get to spend the time with them that you should. And, uh, that's why, like, I, you know, I have no problem when it, when it comes to after the last week of the month, I have no problem going balls out the last week of the month. You go hard, whatever you make your final push. Everybody tries to make their numbers great. I think that's fine, but every other day off that I have, oh, I'm gonna fucking take them. Mm-hmm. It's important, and like that's that's my time, and like I'm not a slave or anything like that. So I'm going to take my time.
0: Right. Well, and it begs the question: is is that is your job not getting enough out of you because your your family isn't? Right. Correct. Your 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 marriage and your children are not getting enough out of you, but they are willing to make that sacrifice because that sacrifice is providing something for the family that they wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah. But. Your job. They just want more. Right. Mm hmm so is there not is 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 there there no such thing as enough to them or they just they they just they recognize that you do a great job and they just want more of that and they're just going to keep pushing and squeezing and pushing and squeezing until you break
1: well i think every every corporate environment is gearing toward that what can we do to push the envelope what can we do to increase numbers and blah blah blah. And it's like if you have a successful business model that's working, you're turning profit, like that's a good thing. If you show the same profit next year, like the same amount of profit with, you know, inflation and all that, well you're still doing fucking good. Like there's a bunch of businesses that'll take years of not showing profit and their ebbs and flows are all over the place. So if you're continuing to to, you know, remain consistent, that's a good thing. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking every time some sometimes it's keeping something level Mm -hmm. that's important and i think a lot of companies and stuff lose sight of that
0: they do they they lose sight of the bottom line right yeah they don't wreck they don't they don't understand and i I mean i'm not i'm in no way someone who falls in the line of uh, the the socialist communist you know pro worker I recognize that, and I've talked about it on the show before, that the owner of my company is more valuable to society than I am just simply based on the amount of tax that he pays personally and with his business, the number of people that he employs compared to the zero people that I employ. So I'm, I'm very pro-business, but... I'm also pro human being and unfortunately a lot of businesses, particularly ones that are publicly traded and have a board of directors and shareholders to whom they answer, don't recognize the human factor or they don't care about the human factor. And that to me is very, very challenging.
1: Well, that's where companies like Google really get it right because they're all about fucking taking care of their people. Like while that company is bizarre in so many ways, overly political and all these things like one of the things that they do attempt to do is make sure that their employees are taken care of and if somebody dies while they work at google google will continue to pay half of that person's salary to their family for like the rest of their lives Hmm. like that's that's fucking incredible uh so you know doing things like that is a really big deal and that's good and like you hear about how they have like nap pods and shit on their campus and how it's all goofy and there's like workout balls and stuff or whatever um that's good. Like, I think that's, you want to take care of your people. Right. And in the industry that I'm in, uh, what they see as taking care of your people is primarily financial. Mm -hmm. And that's great. So they think that,
0: you know, if you come to work seven days a week,
1: make all the money, uh,
0: 52 weeks out of the year, Mm -hmm. make all the money. You are contributing to your family to the degree that you need to contribute. Yes.
1: And it's, Hmm. it's, not a hundred percent right because your time is the most valuable thing that you have, which is why they want so much of it at work. Uh, so
0: because I, I mean, when I worked for, when I worked for the fantasy shop and I was the general manager of the company, I put in a lot of hours. Mm -hmm. I put in long weeks. I mean, you know, the, the 60 hour week was pretty normal for me to do. And there were plenty of times where I worked way more than that. Um, But it was hard. It was hard on me. It was hard on my marriage. I mean, you know, it was it was during that time that my wife was stepping out on me because I was never home. I mean, that's not the reason she was stepping out on me, but she had the opportunity to do that because I was never home. And so I think that, you know, not being around certainly has a negative impact on your relationship. Oh, for sure. You know, but I mean it doesn't excuse behaviors but it 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 makes sense because every relationship you have
1: requires effort it requires
0: your attention
1: um well ultimately, your attention is attributed. To time, right? Like, yeah. Oh, what, 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 what requires my attention? Time. So, right. No matter what, in any relationship, and, yeah. you have to give time. And
0: I, and I don't say this glibly. I, I, I love social situations. I love gatherings. I love being around people on my terms. But I'm very selfish about my time and the effort that I put into th- relationships with people.
1: I think that's fair though. Like I think that's very fair. I think to lean limit
0: forward. It's, oh, uh, that's your hair. It's hair. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So Chris had
0: a hair that had fallen and just with the lighting and the, the color. It looked like was, it wasn't attached. No, it looked like it was attached, but it looked like it was a fucking two and a half inch long
1: hair growing out of your eyebrow. It was freaking me out. That's awesome. <laughs> I have like the I have like a Blonde eyebrow hair That will grow super long And is super noticeable And when I see it I always pull that fucker out
0: I have one of, I have one on my forehead That does that
1: Oh really? Yeah I have a hair on it's the like tip right of here. my nose
0: Oh that's bad it,
1: It's That's weird. bad paw paw You're right Right I'm very old Very very old
0: So I thought I was going to have to Call into work Today From last night I damn near No ship. I damn near cut the tip Of my fucking finger off I'm helping my wife cook and I do all the bitch work, all the sous chefing, right? Yeah. I'm cutting basil just to put on the top of the dish. You know, doing basil ribbons. And I fucking slip with the knife and boom, side of my side of my middle finger on my left hand. I mean, I cut from here to here. Um it was just hanging
1: by a flap. Basically from the knuckle
0: yeah, on the side from the knuckle, but that I went on the bias, so basically on the outside in toward the tip. So oh like wow! Basically like a triangle, like a little line yeah, there. Yeah, So I like half the you know part of this finger. I thought it was going to come off, but I stuck it on, and there's blood everywhere. There's blood all over the cutting board, <laughs> blood all over the island in the kitchen, um, and I'm like, fuck. And I go to the sink immediately and start running it underwater. and of course that burns like a motherfucker. My poor dog, who's so sweet, comes in. He's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Pa, are, you okay? are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Oh!" He's so he's so upset, right, that I'm hurt. And so my wife take, takes me into the bathroom, and she's like, "Oh shit! Do we need to get stitches?" I'm like, "No," because all they just grab a you know grab a butterfly, throw it on there. <laughs> We're just gonna. Hopefully it doesn't desiccate, you know, it doesn't, you know, doesn't turn into a necrosis, you know, and and just fucking die on us. But it hurts. You should super glue it. Liquid suture is an option, but it's not necessary at this point. I think I'm doing okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Su- I didn't. So super glue is not toxic, apparently.
0: No, it was. In, it was. Uh, it's original, if I'm not mistaken. I might be pulling this out of my dick, but its original application was liquid suture. And it was designed in situations like that where you would just slather something in super glue and it would stick.
1: We had a. Growing up, I had a friend who. He got into a fist fight and this kid punched him with a ring. Mm-hmm. and he, uh, I guess I'll take my mic with me, and he had to get stitches where he got punched, mm-hmm. and we were like 10, mind you. This was kind of <laughs> fucked up. That's hardcore. Yeah, he had to get stitches, and in the in the spot where he was getting his stitches, yes, yes. they just did, uh, they did super glue or whatever, and apparently medical-grade super glue is different from regular mm-hmm. super glue. I believe that. But if you get on the Google machine, you can find a lot of literature that's like, ah, oh, you're okay if you fucking do it. Just don't get it too deep into your wound it won't heal properly blah, Right. Don't, blah, drink
0: blah. don't
1: drink it don't drink it'll it probably fuck up your insides don't put it in your eyeball you mm-hmm. know basic things but yeah i mean i'm all about it i'm like okay if you can do it yourself do it yourself right why
0: no, not agreed yeah i mean i mean i've had i have other scars on my hand i mean one prominently from when i was a kid when i was doing a model and you know working on a model and, was of course, like an idiot cutting toward me, which I still do to this day, and just ripped the side of my thumb open and showed it to my dad. And my dad's like, well, let's get you to the hospital, gave you some stitches. I'm like, fuck that. Stitches hurt.
1: I'm not going to the goddamn hospital. Just put a butterfly on it. It'll be fine. It's fine. I did, uh, when I was a kid, I was taking the seal off of a skate bearing, mm-hmm. and I was using a pocket knife to do it and I fucking oh. slipped, and it jabbed into my thumb, and I was like, fuck! <laughs> so, uh, didn't get stitches, but didn't super glue it, just kind of stuck a Band-Aid on it, mm-hmm. and that one ended up being okay. And there was another time, so I was in the house with a, my dad's ex-girlfriend's son, and him and I were home alone. We were about 11 years old, and Banging we, it out. we thought we heard somebody in the house, mm. so I go and grab this ninja sword, Because I'm like, nobody's going to get us. And I pick up the sheath, and the sword slides out and fucking slices the shit out of my pinky. Wow. And I was like, oh, God. So I'm, like, trying to, you know, fix it up and shit. And it was, like, right in one of the uh, crevices. Right. And I was like, oh, God.
0: Well, and that's a story that nobody's going to fucking believe, right? Your mom and dad come home, and they're like, oh, my God, what did you do? Yeah, I thought I heard somebody in the house. No, I didn't. You were playing with
1: the goddamn sword. So I tell my dad that, and my dad goes, what the fuck do you think you were going to do, cut their head off? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Like, isn't that what you do with these things? Nobody's touching my pink little butthole. And he's like, come on, stupid. You don't go get a sword if you think somebody's in the house. You call 911. I'm like, 911's not going to be there fast enough. The sword was there fast enough. One, I was just too stupid. When seconds count, the police are only minutes away. That's right. So, yeah, he told me what a dumbass I was and didn't get stitches in that one either. Definitely needed them in that and in the thumb. Just mm. didn't fuck with them. It was yeah. fine. It's weird, right? We it, Like, just being like, no, I don't need to go get stitches. I'm not going to. It's going to be all right. And you just kind of wing it. It turns yeah. out okay. Yeah, it's fine. This one, this thumb, it feels... Like it, the sensitivity in it's a little different though. It's sure uh, that spot is like more sensitive. Hmm. It's bizarre. It might not have healed right or something. Right. Cause I'm derelict and didn't get stitches that I should have.
0: So how long do you think you're going to be able to maintain this level of work, right? The number of hours that you're pulling before it has a, a, not not a real because obviously there's already a real impact on real but a serious impact on your relationship
1: so the the plan is to have this kind of schedule for about a year or two Mm -hmm. and here if i'm a college dropout that makes doctor or lawyer money so like that. I, I'm doing pretty well and the sacrifice that I have to make right now is that time. If I were to go do schooling right now, it would be the same thing. It's not like I couldn't work a 40 – I'd have to work a 40-hour job and I'd have to and, go, and go to school full-time. So the right. hours would be the same. And my attention at home would be basically at the same deficit that it's at now because I would have to study and right? do except homework you, and except shit except it would like be that. worse
0: because you would be here and your family would
1: be a distraction. Yeah,
0: so, and they would be more resentful because you're here, but not spending
1: time with them. Well, and that's that's exactly right. So, I think, for the time being, because I, you know, the the plan is to do this and do it well and kick ass. And in the car business, they say when you get promoted, you get paid the same, but you get more time off. Hmm. Okay, I could live with that, but I also, I, I like to do things for myself like I'd rather work for myself I'd rather own a business that sort of thing and I did it for a year and a half and did fine right so it's very viable and I'm at the point now to where I want to figure out how to really maximize something on my own and right now it's just having the financial means to do so so I'm happy to invest a bunch of time right now so that I can have the financial means to do so and then be able to do what I want with my family when I want. Right. So that's that's really the goal there. Yeah. See I the happiest
0: time of the day for me are the days that I close and I'm by myself. So I get up in the morning my wife wakes me up you know we say goodbye um, you know I move my car out of the driveway so she can get her car out if that's necessary like it will be tomorrow morning and um, and make coffee and I'm just home alone and do whatever it is that I want to do. That's the best part of my day.
1: My kids learned how to ride their bikes recently. Mm Mm-hmm. Without
0: the tra- without the training wheels, yeah. Tara told me that she was uh, doing some uh, roller skating practice for for derby, and that yeah. you were you were on your your dildo board or whatever it's called, ripstick, yeah, yeah, ripstick, yeah, that's dildo that. board, yeah, dildo board, it's a technical yeah. term, yeah, clit stick, whatever it was. So and that the kids had the training wheels off, and ever and um, and and tear was doing what he calls turnies, yes, turnies. Yeah.
1: He's quite profile. Yeah, he's very powerful, very powerful, but uh. No, so like I push my kids. I push them pretty hard. Like I'm I'm a pain in the ass as a parent. And uh I don't know, like I I just want my kids to be fucking self-sufficient. Like ultimately that's my goal. I'm not going to be here for forever. Um you know, if if everything plays out the way that I should hope, I'll get to be, you know, 75 years old and kick the bucket. And they'll get me until then. And, uh, like, they don't they don't need to be reliant on me mm-hmm. for their entire adult life and then be like, well, fuck when dad's dead. Right. You know what I mean? Then shit, what happens if I get in a car accident or something I'm fucking paralyzed and right. I can't do the same? They need to be hard asses. So, right. yeah, I push them. And, like, riding a bike is something that, fuck, none of us have taken the time to do it. Like, I feel like the worst parent in the world because they're just not learning how to do it. But we took time this summer to try to push and all that and they, they did it and now they can do it and they love it. And like, that was fucking cool. Hmm. Like if, if I get to spend any time with them right now, I want it to be helping them develop and helping them to do better and be bigger and stronger. And you know, I want them to get some kind of value out of our interactions, even if it's not always pleasant. I just want it to be good for them developmentally, hmm. and I think that's something that eventually they'll come to look on with fondness. And here I'm—I love my kids. Like I'm lovey-dovey with them. I hug and kiss my kids, <laughs> all You're that right. shit. So, like on the mouth. My kids give me kisses on the mouth. Like open mouth? No, that's gay. Little tongue? No, no. One, I think you go to jail for that. <laughs> Two, I'm not into dudes. Three, they're minors. And it'd right. be weird because we're totally related, so you just don't do it. But no, man, like they're, they're they're fucking awesome, and like I'm I'm affectionate with them, and I try to be, you know, emotionally I try to be there for them, a safe amount, and I know I could be there more, but like I just want them to be big and so strong.
0: I I know that they're too young to fully grasp what's going on. Yeah, have you explained to them? Look, yes. Yeah, okay. So, how did that go? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I'm some fucking tyrant asshole. So...
0: No, I just meant, like, look, you know... No, to them, like, in their eyes, I'm a prick. I love you, and the reason that I'm gone all the time is because I have to work. Because I have to make money. And in order to make money, this is what you have to go through. And in order to make good money, you have to put forth more effort, and that's why I'm not around. And it's not because I don't love you. It's not because I don't want to be around. It's because that, it, you know, this is going to be a better future for all of us, and I'm, you know, I'm putting forth that effort, and I want you guys to understand that that's what I'm doing.
1: Well, so my kids were super fortunate because, like, I was, me and my kids, not just them. But we were all super fortunate because early on, I was able to be there a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, you know, for a year and a half, I was home all the time with them. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they haven't got time with me and stuff like that. But now it's, just, it's fucking different. And, yeah, I've definitely explained to them that, hey, this is, life is about sacrifice. Like, the only way you get what you want is to sacrifice. And it's, right now, it's a sacrifice of time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing, and I'm sorry that I'm tired or I'm cranky, but, like, you guys don't have to worry about money, and if you want to play sports and shit, you can do that. Like, I, we were fucking poor when I grew up. We couldn't afford to do sports and shit. Right. And, like, I did taekwondo for a little bit, and it, it, financially it was completely draining on my mother, and I get it. Like, if I, I, I get it, but my kids aren't living that life. Fuck that. And they've got an awesome mom who's there who wants to do that stuff with them. And she's that woman's amazing. Like what she does with those kids and all that, it's fucking incredible. And I appreciate the shit out of that. So, you know, that it, it right now it's working. And hopefully it'll continue to work for a little bit until we're able to have things better. Hmm. But I just want to buy a bunch of franchises. Like a bunch of steak and shake franchises Yeah I can't do that
0: Yeah they're never going to
1: reopen Well, No they are they just require too much time mm-hmm. Like they want you to be there as a full time employee I'm like I would do that for a year or two But like you don't go into something as an investor To spend a bunch of time You yeah. go there to be a financial yeah, backer like
0: here, Exactly I am giving you capital The capital that you require to make the thing successful Yeah I'm, You know you don't also get my, my sweat equity And my capital You get one or the other
1: Exactly, exactly So that's why I'm like I'll just buy pieces Of real estate and stuff Right Like I'm totally happy To do that Right on So I'll just do that and that'll be that. And then you could become a slum lord, and it'll be awesome. Yes, a slum lord. That's really what I want for life. Yeah,
0: you no, know, I, I, I know. I mean, I, I knew that about you. I could tell. I could see it in your eyes. Yeah. Like if I look, if I look deep into the back of your mind through those beautiful, beautiful eyes of yours, I can see that slum lord is what you want.
1: Slum lord is ultimately right. the goal. No, it's funny. So I was telling you earlier that like I'm in the position now at work. Like this is the one that you actually go to hell for. Um, This is where you actually sell your soul Because I'm in the, the finance side of it now And this is where you actually get people To sign their paperwork And all that stuff And this is where like When you're selling the car You're basically You're getting somebody To fall in love with the product That's great And like Everybody's like My salesman fucked me No It was generally The guy That you went and saw After that And you only saw him For a couple of minutes And he made you sign A bunch of legal documents Like that guy is the one that fucked you and that's not you're not getting fucked when you buy a car you need transportation blah 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 if if you go in and you make an uneducated decision like that's that's when you fuck yourself
0: right but but how much how much does the industry rely on ignorance the ignorance of the consumer
1: every every single industry where a product or service is traded for money relies on the ignorance of the consumer to some extent Okay, so think about it. You buy a fucking Yeti cup, one of those tumbler cups, it's thirty something dollars. That's fucking obscene. Like that cup doesn't do thirty dollars worth of anything. It's an object. They're ripping your dick off and feeding it to you because you're uneducated. There's a hundred other products that do the same thing at a different price, but that's the one that you need. One, are they as good? One yeah actually in in testing, a lot of them are found to be just as good. Hmm. Um, here, realistically, it's a it's a vacuum sealed cup. So there is negative space between two layers of metal that helps to insulate. It's very simple. It's not a new concept. it's It was marketed well, but they definitely rely on the ignorance of consumers. Hmm. And it's like that, like let's say you pay for a cleaning service you'll get a quote you might get two quotes but ultimately like you could fucking clean your house yourself you could find somebody to do it cheaper you're just going with what they gave you like every you could always find a better deal everything is like that if you shop long enough you wait you bide your time okay so what what do you
0: do in your new position that is going to send you to hell
1: well it's so in what I do now you actually sign the final paperwork like, that's where somebody actually becomes an owner. So if somebody's buying something that they can't afford because they're living outside of their means, that's where you're basically giving them the tools to do so. Is that common? Yes. Really? Yes. Everybody lives outside of their means.
0: Okay, No. okay, I got it. Credit cards, the whole thing. Yeah. But, But do you, I mean, how often is someone buying a car that they legitimately cannot
1: afford? I don't know. Hmm. Like approvals are based on debt to income. Mm -hmm. So you generally like on paper, you can afford it based on your lifestyle. You might not be able to afford it. Does that make sense? It does. And we we live in a, in a world now where everything is financed. You finance a fucking cell phone. How stupid is that? Pretty. It's pretty fucking stupid, but every carrier has adopted that model. Why? Because it's cheaper at one point in time for a consumer. It's, in the long run in the long run it's it more costs, profitable for it's far the more profitable and that's why right. I do it which is why banks lend money it's because it's profitable long term so that i mean that's really what all of it's about like yeah everybody lives outside of their means so
0: do you actually take the consumer and rape them do you actually bend them over the table and put your penis inside the anus no okay
1: just metaphorically i mean it's not even metaphorically here look if you come in you say you want to buy something who am i to say no not my place okay if you go to a car dealership like you're literally going there to fucking buy a car if you don't have intent to purchase you shouldn't be there you do your research before you come there or you fucking take your test drive but when you're in there with the guy at the end like You've basically said this is what I'm doing. I know good and well what I'm doing. You explain the payment to them, the interest rate. They sign documents showing all that, like how much you'll pay over the entirety of the loan. Like the government actually does a lot to protect buyers and auto and the auto industry. So can I
0: mean, but can you negotiate as the consumer at that point and say, hey, whoa, 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 that's way too high? Uh.
1: N- Not really. You've basically done your negotiation before that. Gotcha. So you go in, like you can to an extent, but for the most part, you go in and you're like, okay, I want to buy this car. You'll agree to a payment, a price, and all that stuff with your salesperson before you go see the finance guy. Gotcha. And then the finance guy is like, all right, here's your payment. So
0: how common is it then for a deal to fall apart at the finance person?
1: It's uncommon. Okay. it happens but it's uncommon generally it'll fall apart before that um, there are times where you'll have funding issues because a buyer won't take a welcome call from a bank or something like that and that's it's not normally right there in, in the box is what we call it in the finance office it's normally uh, a time thereafter if a buyer did not do what they were supposed to do as far as what their obligations to the bank were to secure the loan Or something along the lines of that. And there's a bunch of documents that are for all those things. Like you you sign pieces of paper saying, hey, I'm taking – it's called a spot delivery form. I'm taking this car. If if the dealership needs anything further to get the deal funded, I'll furnish that. I'm I'm taking this understanding that the bank has not paid them just yet, though. Right. Because – instantaneous bank money is non-existent
0: well right and you need to you need the consumer to leave with the car well yeah because if they don't leave with the product in hand you haven't sold it
1: right they're test driving it and then if you have extended test drives and stuff like that it's it's a liability basically Mm -hmm. so you you know you gotta have them buy the car and, like, ultimately, when you're in the back, that's when somebody signs their life away, quote-unquote. Right. And that's that's why I said I'm the bad guy. It's like a it's like a military recruiter. Right. Okay. Realistically, they're going they're, – they're enlisting. Like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think it's admirable. But a lot of people are like, military recruiters are dicks. My recruiter lied to me about this, this, and this. Your recruiter fucking got you to enlist. You were already thinking about enlisting. Like, there's nothing that he or she did or didn't do – that would have ultimately affected the outcome of this like did they did they did they
0: tell you you were going to get the actual mos that you wanted before you took your asvab and you didn't test
1: high enough for that thing And b- did they, when you did take they- your asvab timeout when you take your asvab you still can get away from the military mm-hmm. there's a period of time basically before you officially enlist and you swear in mm-hmm. in which you can walk away and at that point you should know, okay, I'm going into training or whatever, uh, basic basically, your basic training or your tech program that you do thereafter. So you've got time. And if right. you've not but, but recruiters tell people, Oh yeah,
0: you want to fucking drive tanks, you'll drive tanks, no problem. You're great. Da 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 da. And then you're like, Oh well, fuck, I I got cook.
1: I'm a cook. want to of- drive tanks, and one- I'm a cook. One of my best friends in the world is a Navy recruiter. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, we made the joke. It's like, oh, used car salesman, navy recruiter, ha We're, we're going to hell. There's just lawyers sitting in front of us. Um, realistically, no. Like, you're, I, no. He doesn't fucking lie to anybody. And I told him because I thought about enlisting, uh, about a year, a year or so ago. You're too old. I'm not. And at the time, I wasn't. You're too old. I'm not. I. How but high? How
0: how old do you have to be?
1: How's thirty five. That's the oldest you can be to re- to enlist, 35? I think it's 38 now. Jesus Christ. Well, you're past your physical prime at that point. Yeah. Like, Why would you bother? Well, you don't need to be there. If you can't perform the essential functions of the job, and the job is war, mm-hmm. then you're a detriment to everybody around you. Like, that's not good. So that's why there's a cutoff. that's why it was 35. And they're like, well, actually, a man can technically do this job until he's 40. And then at that point, you need to be able to either move up so that you can perform another essential function so that you're not a detriment on the battlefield. But realistically, like, war is the whole point of it. If you're enlisting, it's so you can be a warrior. Yeah. (laughs) So, and you, you've ample opportunity to decline it. So your, your
0: friend, the recruiter, never misled anyone?
1: No. Okay. No. But
0: obviously that stereotype exists for
1: a reason. Every stereotype exists for some reason or another. That you are very racist, Chris Parsons. No. Every, so every stereotype starts with some origin story. Like there was something that happened, like white people with mayo. Mayo's
0: delicious. Yeah, mayo's amazing, and not and not your not your fucking Miracle Whip, not your sugared up bullshit Miracle the tangy Whip. Tangy zip of Miracle Whip. No, the, he, you not know an what, official sponsor. You know what? Homemade mayonnaise. That's amazing. I've never had homemade mayonnaise. Hellman's is passable for store bought mayonnaise. Do, your Miracle Whip's not mayonnaise. It's fucking Miracle Whip.
1: Yeah, you fuck goddamn white people no but like i've had so i've gone to get lunch with my black friends and they're like ha 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 and i'm like what they're like you get some mayo <laughs> and i'm like that's fucking funny <laughs> like yeah i did yeah i like mayo so you know the th- fuck you fucking bigots no so like they exist because it's a it's a thing okay so whatever who fucking cares like if 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 used car salesmen were total pieces of shit at one point in time, does that mean everyone was? No. I've actually known some fucking salesmen that were outstanding people. Right. Uh, so to say that every car salesman's this fucking snake or something, yeah. char- no, man, he's fucking somebody doing a job. And depending on, you know, the individual's characters, ultimately it's like that with everything, though. Sure. Like if you can be fucking working at a comic book shop, know somebody that can't pay their bills – and still sell them fucking truckload of comic books so that they can go default on a loan. It's not your place. Your job is to sell the products or services that are given to
0: you to sell. No, I, I get I get what you're saying. I understand that. But in the comic book industry, how many cus? I mean, you don't go through people's financials. No. So you don't know who can and cannot afford the product. But, and I agree with you completely, it is not your place
1: to make that assessment for them. It's also not my place. Look, if somebody wants to buy a $70,000 car and they're like, I can afford it, they have the down payment and the bank says yes, not my fucking place to say no. Right. Like if a lender is willing to do it, let's say somebody saves up their entire life to buy a vehicle, not my place to say no. Right. You're coming in there to buy a product, like that's free market economy, that's how this works. Buy your shit. I don't fucking care. Okay. I wanna do you buy guest has scooters. I want to buy a scooter. A Vespa. No but I, wanna,
0: but I wanna finance my scooter.
1: Yeah, no, people do that shit.
0: <laughs> Seriously? Legitimately. Like a grand.
1: Yeah, no, people do that shit. Well, it's funny, so one of the guys that I work with, this guy has been he's been in the car industry for twenty five years. He's been in finance for a good portion of that. The guy's made a very good living for himself, makes more money than doctors, and his toys are out of this fucking world yeah like he shows up in a fucking demon a dodge demon that's a hundred thousand dollar car uh and he's like oh yeah this is my demon and then he's like i'm gonna go get a hellcat just to drive around that's a seventy thousand dollar car goes and just grabs it he's got a hundred thousand dollar harley and like a what kind of motorcycle okay I, it's it's a completely custom bike. This
0: this 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 episode is off the rails because we've barely talked about relationships. How the fuck does somebody spend a hundred thousand dollars on a goddamn two-wheeled vehicle? It
1: is a completely custom machine. Does it have laser guns? I wish. Does does I don't it, know. I didn't check. Does it teleport? I don't know. I didn't check. I didn't go through all the gadgets and gizmos on it. It's a pretty bike. Um, it's got It's a show bike, and it's got this obnoxious front tire that's the size. It's like a 30-inch fucking wheel. The wheel is 30 inches, which but means the tire, the tire exp- is even bigger. Right. It's fucking asinine. Like, I think the bike is weird looking. Okay, it has beautiful hand-stitched leather seats and shit like that. Like, it, it's incredible. And you know what? That's what he likes? Cool. Spend your fucking money on it. He has a fucking $180,000 truck that... Is it's some fucking super dually dodge that has fucking train horns in it, literal train horns. <laughs> he let them go today, and it. I almost shit my pants because <laughs> somebody was like, "Do the horn," and I'm thinking, "Oh, it's gonna be loud, but no big deal." And there's, it's, oh, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" And he's like, "Yeah, that's so people get out of my way when I'm towing," and I'm like, "That's fucking funny." That's awesome. But no, like the guy can do it, so more power to him. Like. That's what he's worked hard for. Buy your shit, dude. Who fucking cares? Um, And it's not my place to say no. Do I think we should try to be financially literate? Yes. Are we? No. Do I think society plays a problem in that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that our fault? Yeah. So take a fucking long look in the mirror and then take a finance class or fucking do some research. You've got the entirety of human information at your disposal all the time in your pocket and if you're not using it to better yourself, that's your fucking fault. Wow. Um, so do you guys do the four square thing? Yes. Okay. A four square is an objection finder. Okay. So, so that's that's the point of it. That's the point of the tool. And you're finding out what somebody wants, what it takes basically to get a car deal. Mm-hmm. For most people, it's payment because most people don't come in with the, uh, with the necessary funds to buy a vehicle cash. Right. So – that's generally what you're going to run into. Sometimes it's trade value. Let's say somebody's trading a car in and this does happen. That's more valuable than the car that they're getting. You're basically negotiating how much they're going to get back. Like how much we're going to cut you a check for. But for the average person, it's your payment or your down payment. Hmm. How much money do, is a bank requiring you to put down? This bank is requiring you put three thousand dollars down to get into that vehicle right so but
0: you guys don't you don't you don't agree to give people anywhere i mean if i go into a dealership and say hey i've got a 2008 honda civic kelly blue book says it's got a hundred and you know a hundred and fifty thousand miles on it kelly blue book says that it's worth x you guys aren't giving me anywhere near x right
1: a lot of the time you'll get fair trade hmm not always.
0: One well, thing that's I was going to say that's a that that's a misconception because I think that the understanding is or or the assumption is is that you're not getting anywhere near that.
1: Most people don't know how to look at Kelly Blue Book, so you have retail, which is what the car retails for. Right. You have trade in, which is what the car trades for. You have a private seller, which is what a private seller would sell it at, and then you have. Uh, basically your dealer pricing Mm -hmm. what a dealer would pay at an auction right most people go in and they look at the retail and they're like this is what my car's worth no it fucking isn't like you want to take that car to a dealership they want to take it and turn a profit right now they're going to take it they're going to run it through a shop they're going to do all these things that you're not going to do so to ask for that amount of money for it is obscene and then they're also paying it it costs the average car deal i think costs seven hundred dollars for the dealership, hmm. just to get somebody in the door to buy the car, the average customer costs the dealership over two hundred dollars. So when you when you look at that, like they're spending a lot of money just to get somebody in there, that's why there's markup in a car. Oh no,
0: yeah, I, I, I don't dispute
1: that. But so yeah, do they want to do they want to get the best deal possible? Of course, it's like miniature market buys in bulk. Yeah, they buy in such vast quantities that they can undercut Amazon, who buys in huge fucking quantities it's it's a not all the time but we 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 can sometimes most it of, uh, here with most of the games that i like i can get them cheaper at miniature market than on amazon mm-hmm. that's great i'd rather fucking go to the locally owned place spend my money there especially if it's a brick and mortar store right because that means there's jobs and stuff there for local people that means there's a community there it's important that you go there and you add to that right um do i buy shit on amazon fuck yeah fuck yeah, yeah i do Uh, But that's me looking out for my pocketbook. I'm always going to do what I think works best financially for me, unless it is a completely impulsive decision.
0: Like when you take me to the strip club after this recording and we go and you buy me a
1: bunch of strippers. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I'm not going to the strip club until I can drink again. Almost done.
0: Yeah, four days, baby. Yep. Your, wife, done. your wife's like, oh, we've got three days. I'm like, there's 31 days in August, Tara. And she's, she's like, like fuck. fuck you, Mike. Yeah.
1: Sounds about right. Well, the other night, I was like, do you want me to grab you anything from 7 Eleven? And she's like, she's like, we're in fucking sober month. No. And I'm like, all right. But it, it, the hardest thing about it's being social with it. Because, yeah. like, your friends are like, you want to go grab a beer? No i
0: went to I went to a a party after work on Sunday night, mm-hmm. a going away party for some friends that were leaving the fantasy shop. And many people there were intoxicated. And when the opportunity to engage in the marijuana was presented to me as much as I enjoy it, I was like, no, i'm I'm here alone. I have to drive home. I'm gonna stay sober. very can, responsible yeah, of you, much,
1: which i which I hate to do. but well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not into the weeds, but I like to drink. Yeah. Uh, but, like, honestly, I felt... Mentally, I felt more so there over mm-hmm. the past month. Yeah, it's actually...
0: It's it's sort of... And I don't want to speak for Tara because she's not here on the mics. but But she was saying that, you know, she really wanted to, you know, check in, you know sober and just you know just be there sober live life and you know evaluate and it's not like you guys are 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 blasted all the time no but you know i mean i'm a very regular drinker but i'm also very responsible about you know i don't go to work drunk i try not to drink and drive i i generally you know when i drink it's at night i come home from
1: work eat dinner I have a couple beers Well yeah Like I'm a regular Drinker too I guess Like there's at least One night a week That I drink Like drink. It, it's, it's No it's normally On this night mm. When we record I'll have a few beers You'll leave I'll have another beer Or two And then I'll go to bed um, And then Any social interactions That you have Throughout the week Which are Extremely limited But any that I have I might have a beer or I might have a beer Or two A few other nights I'm not fucking sloshed Or anything right. like that Uh, i'm not i've never ever ever had to detox right and like that that whole concept blows my mind but yeah like i i indulge in some alcohol
0: last time i was really really drunk like fucking oh my god i had too much to drink was october of last year
1: yeah for sure uh mine was probably six months ago yeah oh yeah 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 i yelled at roger
0: oh i remember i remember that story yeah see i i found out about my wife's affair in september of last year and every year some friends we go to a local game convention it's more of a sci-fi convention because the gaming there kind of sucks but uh, we go and man i i tied one on
1: yeah tied one
0: got on got all fucked up you did i did it well, was bad
1: like my birthday is coming up i'll probably i'll probably have some drinks for celebrate my Heck birthday. Yeah you will. Um I'll you know, I I told everybody at work I was like, I'm fucking I'm going hard as soon as the month is over. And like you generally do that anyway. Like we'll go out to celebrate the end of the month because fuck you just fucking grinded for a week. Right. Uh so you, you might You gotta blow off that steam. Yeah for sure. So you might go have a few beers and cut it up for a little and bit. Put it in a coworker shitter. Yeah no I don't put it in any of my coworkers. You don't do that. Don't shit where you eat. Important lesson. That's the word of wisdom.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that's don't. actually the don't shit where you eat. I feel like it's we've a cliche. Done, I feel like we've, I feel, also feel like that, that that word of wisdom has been done before. Okay. And that How we about this then? have done. Hold on a second. Okay, go on. We have done a disservice to the audience of who wears the pants by not keeping a legitimate ledger of topics and words of wisdom. Yeah, we're I stupid. personally apologize specifically to elizabeth and eb
1: that's all of our listeners
0: (laughs) (laughs) i apologize
1: to all of our listeners all two of you it's so funny like we do the show and uh it's mostly for us yeah no that's like realistically it's mostly for for us yeah we pay money to do it and it's that's not a big deal like it's well, you pay money, and I felt bad until you started making
0: doctor money. Now I don't. But well, you're paying money now, and I'm like, do you want me to get it? And you're like, no. I don't even remember. This- oh, that's a regular automated charge on my yes, credit card. Yes, it yeah. is. Oh, whatever. Then I'm like, I because I told
1: you a month or two ago, I was like, dude, I'll pick that up. No, and you're it's like, fine. No, no, I got this. You're I, like, I, I'm, I need,
0: I so legitimately, I need to have skin in the game,
1: and that's what you said. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. If that's how you feel about it, because I don't know. That is is how I feel about it. We're doing this for fun. It's
0: like I have rich friends who were like, oh, let me buy food. I'm like, dude, seriously, I can't have you support me all the time.
1: So it's that's such a weird thing, because, like, you should be willing to let your friend do something for you.
0: I am willing to do my – but the the issue that I have is that I don't want them to think – I don't want – You don't any, want to be a charity case. Right. I don't want people to get to the point where they think that I'm taking advantage of no, them. No, absolutely. And that I'm only hanging out with them because of what it provides for me. And the thing that ultimately that it provides for me is the relationship, right? Yeah. Is whether whether I've got friends that make more money than me or friends that make less money than me. I I don't want to be a mooch all the time.
1: For sure. For sure. I I agree with you 100%. That's the whole give and take of a relationship, though. You should be willing to give. You should be willing to take. And, like, it shows... If you're the guy that's like, no, 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 you can't pay for me. You just can't. Every time... You're, you're not expressing value for yourself and what you're bringing to the relationship Yeah, my- and it's important that you do and you let that friend do something kind for you because that's letting them add to the relationship and it's important that you're also willing to do the same
0: yeah I might so my buddy Daniel and I we get together every couple of weeks and we're gonna we're getting ready to launch a podcast uh called strangely sticky and we've been banking episodes kind of like what you and I did at the beginning um I've been we've been banking episodes and Daniel and I went we ordered pizza because we're going to get pizza. We're going to watch a movie. Then we're going to record a podcast and we go to the pizza place to pick up the pizza and I go to pay and Daniel refuses and insists that and, and Daniel's got a decent amount of money. He's all right. I mean, he's independently wealthy and doesn't he doesn't he's a house husband and he's got, you know, some inheritance, but he insisted on paying and I was like, motherfucker, come on, man. You know, but he didn't care, but I just, I don't know. I I
1: just feel like a, I feel like a scumbag when people are buying my shit all the time. No, for sure. Like you definitely want to contribute. Well, like I bought a coworker, a shave set and he's like, I got to get you something. I'm like, I I don't care. Like I did it because I wanted to enrich your life a little bit.
0: And how fucked up is that? That we as a society, we feel like a sense of obligation in gift giving. If somebody does something nice for you, immediately you feel guilty because you have to do something for them back.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Isn't it, it is weird. What? Why do we feel that way? It's trading, it's bartering. That's but, why. But 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 it shouldn't be, right? No, it's out of the goodness of your heart. But that's it, also you the whole thing with that is you've got people that'll take advantage and that person doesn't feel or doesn't want to feel like they're taking they advantage. They want
0: you to know that I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't I think it's more subconscious than that, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So don't be the motherfucker that only takes.
0: That is your word of wisdom. There we go. Don't be the motherfucker that only takes. You said that with malice. So if you if you come too quick, you need to get down there and eat that pussy. Yeah. You need to get down there. She just she should not have to finish herself off. You should be doing it. Agreed. Yeah. I like that. All right. <laughs> Like you're like i <laughs>